This is a 980 CKNW podcast. These chilly days are fantastic for a little loving, and I'm here to help you with that tonight on the Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. This show, however, is more than a sex show, but I just try and seduce you to listen to information about health, love, your body, relationships, and all that it's related to. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other, researcher, blogger, clinician, TEDx speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, love, health, your body, relationships, even your career. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies, just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. Let's hope for you it will be illuminating, educational, get you thinking outside of the box, have a little bit of fun, so please stay with me. There is, however, an aspect of sexual health that may trigger some people. Some of the information here on the program may trigger some people, and that is, uh, it may trigger the fact that when you... If you are one of the unfortunate people who have experienced sexual abuse, unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, and rape, and of course, for those of you who have experienced any of this, you are never far from my heart, and I wish you all the best on your healing journey. Please put the kitties to bed. Listener discretion is advised. This is a sex show, of course, and uh, so I'll give you a little time to put the kitties to bed, grab a glass of wine, perhaps your lover, if you have one. If you don't, that's okay, too. Nothing wrong with loving yourself. Um, it's actually very helpful to love yourself. We've got lots coming up on the program tonight. Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing? Oh, that's fantastic. Great. Uh, great how are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> so you're doing blank, are you? I'm, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes. It yeah. takes a little adjusting, but uh, I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yes, yes. So we've got lots coming up on the program tonight, Andrew. And uh, so thanks for being here with me. You're going to be taking the callers. If anyone has any questions for me at all, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. That's how you get through to me. Uh, we're going to be telling you about uh, somebody's uh, passion and love of art and our 20 years in the making and a little bit about that show and some of the introspection and and some of her the ways she delivers uh, the information and um, and it's quite uh, related or relevant to the hashtag MeToo movement. And uh, so Pamela Masick is going to join me in studio shortly to talk about her artwork and her expression of life and love and sexuality and sensuality through her art. Also going to be talking a little bit later on in the program about divorce ceremonies. I think this is really important. We have big ceremonies uh, to for marriages, and I often want to run after people getting married. Hang on there. What are you doing? Do you know what you're getting yourself into? I cannot tell you how many people say, she changed after this. He changed after the wedding. This happened. That happened. I didn't know. I didn't realize this. I thought it was going to be wedded bliss for 20 years, and it's often not the case. So... Um, you know, we have marriage ceremonies and now there are divorce ceremonies. And I think this is very interesting and it could help a lot of people to begin to process the pain of the Splitsville that, that happens to so many relationships. So if you're on an exit ramp to Splitsville, you're going to want to hear about these divorce ceremonies, especially if you have children, because there can be so much pain involved for the kids. 
Uh, also going to be talking about the, January is that month where everybody says uh, they're like, I'm not drinking for the month of January. <laughs> so we're, we're going to be talking a lot about booze uh, for the month of January. And I do apologize for that in advance. Um, but also, in addition to a hangover cure that I'm going to talk to you about, also going to be talking to you about the truth about relapse. A lot of people want to give up uh, alcohol uh at a certain time or maybe for a long time. And so we're going to be talking about some of those myths that are associated with relapse. Relapse is actually a process. It's not necessarily a one fall off the train. So also going to be talking a lot about relationships uh, tonight and some of the silent relationship killers that you might be doing in your relationship right now that you may not realize the damage that it is causing. So I'm going to be talking uh, quite a bit about that as well tonight. Uh, also, uh, you know, I get lots of calls from all of you, and I love it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the guy who called me from Arizona. He's a janitor in a Safeway, or, or, or a supermarket, and not necessarily a Safeway. Um, but I see a lot of men who experience erection function issues, and I particularly, and I, I suggest a particular type of lifestyle for that, and that includes low glycemic index diet, um, higher protein, lower carb diet, exercise, but there's something new on the horizon. Uh, so things could be looking up for you guys. And I'm going to be, re- be reviewing that tonight as well. So uh, also, uh, when you were growing up, there were probably certain career options that were laid out for you. You know, maybe if there's doctors in the family, they they suggested that uh, you might want to go to medical school or, or perhaps, uh, you know, if somebody wanted flexibility, uh, able to travel, make a halfway decent salary, perhaps people may have suggested um, be, be a nurse, uh, perhaps, or you may, you may want to spend time at home with your kids after you've had them, so you've perhaps decided to be a teacher. But did you know that being a porn star could have been an option for you? So I'm going to be talking to some porn stars tonight. We're going to learn all about uh, that, that type of a career. Uh, they may be in the lineup at the supermarket right behind you as well. You never know who the porn star is in the neighborhood and uh, as, as a career, but also how uh, porn stars protect themselves from a sexual health perspective, from a safety perspective as well. Uh, and, you know, we have some uh, in the news this week. We had some issues around Estrada. We have a lot of issues with Stratas uh, in in and around um, the city and uh, and to this country and all over. It's difficult when large groups of people get together and and, you know, you may buy a place and then the rules might change and you might find yourself in court. Well, what if in your strata, somebody decided to set up a brothel? We're going to be talking about that uh, situation uh, tonight uh, on the program as well. So we've got lots to talk about. And I also have a couple of uh, situations I want to run by you, some of the patients that I've seen in my clinical practice, some of the issues. I have a a couple who have a couple of children and they're having uh, a disagreement about whether they should have another child or not. And one wants a child and the other one doesn't. But, you know, there's a certain thing you got to do if you want to have kids. And uh, one particular partner of this couple doesn't want to do that. And it's interesting when you peel back the layers of the onion to find out what is actually beneath the um, you know what is what is beneath things? What are what are the issues that are contributing to low sexual desire in women these days? They are complex, and I have a very interesting situation to run by you. And I, I also will review my uh, little 
patient, shall I call him? Uh, he, he phoned me from uh, Arizona and wanted to ask me about, um, uh, you know, his erection function issues and some of the things that he thought he was doing that were good things, that were beneficial, that his cardiologist actually disagreed with, and I disagreed with those things as well. So sometimes there are myths out there, like one of my favorite ones is that uh, isn't cheese just like broccoli? Yeah, no. Uh, so so there's uh, a lot of myths, especially around health. And so I want to review some of those with you tonight. So remember the number to call if you have any questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Always my pleasure. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening. And I'm also very honored to have in the studio with me artist Pamela Masick. She's actually hosting a show called I <clears throat> Love You. Anything that involves love, I love. And it's uh, happening at Masick Studios. Thank you for coming in tonight to talk to me about uh, your 20 years of artwork. Thank you for having me. One thing, it's Masik, though. Like oh, masochism. Masik. Okay. Thank you, Pamela Masik. Uh, so you're highlighting seven distinct bodies of work. You have over 100 really large paintings, beautiful paintings that, uh, that you've been working on for 20 years. What, why now? Why have you decided now to show all of this work? Well, I think that 20 years is a really important time to celebrate and to look back Often I think that um, in life things move so quickly that we don't take pause to, to look back at where we came from and where we are. And uh, honestly, I think that, you know, there's been some situations as of late that in the media with the Me Too movement, Time's mm-hmm. Up movement, that really woke me up to um, my purpose and reminding me that it's very important to stand up and say say something. And so... Um, I don't know how familiar you are with with my work, but I was censored um, with one of my biggest shows that is included in this retrospective, and uh, so I thought this was this was the time. This Fantastic! Is the time. So your work involves outward adoration, the fables of love, objectification, self objectification, introspection, and eventual self realization. So this is a pathway. This is a, a process that you've gone through. And I, I yeah. gather you have grown through that process and learned more. I and, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sure yeah. you have. Yeah, I, I think so. There was uh, some some collections that were more difficult than others to to work through. Um, and why I, would that have been? Were they well, associated well, with times of your life, things that you were going through, problems? Yeah, that you were having? I, I think so. I think that the 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 self realization um, really focuses around self love and. Mm-hmm. When I was, I felt shamed from society. I felt like uh, what I had done was just so bad. This collection that I made called The Forgotten, and that's, you know, that's way back in 2006 that I first held up the paintbrush. And I, and I really had to go through this journey um, preceding that collection to essentially know self-love. And so this latest collection called the shrine one of the, the many they it really uh, reflects that and so i'm excited to, so you to you mentioned yeah. shame yeah, and so yeah. many people feel shame and yeah. and they it starts often with guilt and then it leads to shame and it can be so damaging and yeah. people feel that they've done wrong and and they're basically 
being judged by other people in society, and that can lead to shame. And we can start to ruminate, and we can start to think back and think, I wish I had done this, or why didn't I say that, or why didn't I do this? And it can be very, uh, it can be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, toward that uh, negativism and, and shameful feelings, but it also can, can really wreak havoc on our souls. For sure. I think that one of the things that I, one of my, you know, the fight or flight kind of thing, I, I had put, put up the fight for so long and uh, I, I took flight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Internationally, I did a lot of things in Italy and some amazing things, but it, reality was um, I knew I had to come back and this is my base. This is where I work out of Vancouver. It's where my big studio right. is. And, and is stuff. this where you were shamed as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and it was that people didn't care for your art. Did, did they feel that it was too exploitive or? Um, I, yeah, it's a, there's a bigger political issue around here. But the, I mean, what, what I learned aside from this whole self love thing, mm-hmm. which was a journey in itself, was that I you know couldn't I shouldn't censor myself that I need to stand up and talk about this, and um, you know like the the Me Too movement was like a whisper in my ear. Mm-hmm. And then the Time's Up was like a yell in my face. Right. And so I just thought, you know, there's the when I say the political issue of me having my show censored and all that, it doesn't even matter about what happened outward. It's mm-hmm. more inward. Mm-hmm. So the whole shame thing that we talked about is self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you kind of shame mm-hmm. yourself. Right. And so I had to come to terms with, um, that it was okay what I did and that what I was doing was saying something that needs to be still addressed. It's, right. you know, the, one of the collections, you know, The Forgotten, I'm not sure how much you know about it, but it's about missing and murdered women. It's an epidemic in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's happening all over the world, but no one is really doing something about it. So my work is really to examine that, to confront society with that. It's not a memorial. It's not sanitized. It's Mm -hmm. so from that though, from that collection, I was given such a great gift because it gave me the courage to really look inward. Absolutely. And it's so difficult for women to stand up and speak up and find their voice and and say something. And often they're not believed. And uh, I commend you for doing the work on the missing women. And, and, you know, a lot of women go missing and, and, you know, every life matters. And, and sometimes, you know, because of they, somebody may be lower socioeconomic or a choice of their life or, you know, mm-hmm. people are often judged. And so, you know, we put less of a value on some people's life, lives or, yeah. it, or it appears that way. And but these are my sisters. Of I don't course. care where you come from, what class you are, what race you are. It doesn't this matter. Is, when I created the collection, it was more about you know, I had experienced a lot of violence in my life growing up and here my sister is going missing and that's how I feel in my heart, you know. And so you know, I'm really excited to um, to be presenting this material to Vancouver before, before it leaves, you know, the mm-hmm. city and the country. So this is the place I need to do it. It's fantastic. And um, where can people see this? Um, January this 31st. Month? Okay. Um, it's going to be happening at my studio. My studio is what ten thousand square feet, mm-hmm. uh, Manitoba and Third. We can be finding this on I oh, can't swear though. So no, I, no swear. Love you. Dot C A. I love you. Dot C A. Or masochism dot com, which is M A S I K I S M as opposed to M A 
Yes. So that's great. And, and I'm sure through this process, you've uh, processed some of your pain that you went through uh, with violence in your life as a child. And so many people experience that. And, and I always say when we share our stories, we empower women and girls. And that's what it's about, really. It's right. how, how are we going to first acknowledge the issue? Be accountable as a society. Exactly. How did we play in, in this whole tra- uh, traumatic tragedy, really? And, and and then what can we do moving forward so that we grow together and as individuals? And how can we empower each other? It doesn't matter where you come from or what race you are. You know, it's, That's right. So many people feel like they're alone in it, that they're the only ones that it happened to. They have shame around their upbringing. And, and yet there are so many other people who've experienced that as well. And so the ownership those- of the wound as well is another big thing. And I think that looking at this, you know, this is happening now. Every day women go missing and the root of it is violence. And so absolutely. Let's absolutely. empower each and we've other. We've had to so stop many this. sad stories over Christmas and thank you, Pamela, absolutely. so much Thanks for coming. Thanks for having in. me. You're very welcome. January thirty first. You better be and there. I will be there. <laughs> and uh, and the, and it's located where? What's it's the address? Manitoba and Third. Manitoba and third. Okay, see you there January thirty first. Okay. Pamela Massick, thank right. you so Bye-bye. much for thank coming you. in. You're welcome. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday night sex show on CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me. Hopefully you're having a a fabulous New Year's and um, maybe you've, you've settled down on the partying, but apparently some people have not settled down on the partying. And, and, you know, somebody uh, one time said to me, uh, we were talking about that sex is related to everything. As Oscar Wilde said, sex is, Everything in the world is related to sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. But everything is actually related to to sex. And so often people will say, well, how is this? And how is that? And you might not think that stratas, <laughs> which are a big issue here, stratas are related to sex, but they are. And we've had a number of uh, segments on this program in the past just about issues that occur when people live together really closely. And so recently... Uh, there are some allegations that uh, Burnaby condo owner has been using their property for prostitution-related activities. Now, that might make some of the neighbors on your floor a little bit upset. So joining me in the studio is uh, somebody who has been here before, Paul Mendez, is a lawyer, and he is the top strata lawyer in the city. He blogs as well. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for coming into the studio tonight. Thank you for having me, Marie. Uh, and discussing this very sensitive subject. It's yeah. got a lot of people up in arms, so to speak. <laughs> I bet it has. I bet it has. I'm sure it so, does. So what you had with this uh, strata was um, an owner, and it apparently it appears to be an owner, uh, who had either rented out the unit to someone who was operating a sex trade uh, business from the unit. It's not clear to me from the evidence that I have read, which is reported in the media, uh, whether or not uh, the owner was actually involved in the business. I mm-hmm. think in some of the media reports, someone claims to have heard conversations with the owner overheard them. So, uh, of course, these are all allegations. They're unproven. Maybe it was just, I'm going to increase your rent. It, <laughs> might, it, it may have been. Yeah. And and um, so 
what's happened so far in the proceedings is the court has issued an injunction uh, stopping the activity from taking place. And it did that because no one, uh, including the owner, showed up to fight the case in court. Oh, interesting. Yes. Huh? So do you automatically lose when that happens? Um, you certainly should. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if one side shows up and the other one doesn't, I would expect you to lose. Like, and, a, uh, like a speeding ticket. You yeah, know, if yes. the police officer doesn't turn up, you, you don't uh, have to pay. That's apparently. right. And and uh, But think about it in this, in this way, that uh, when uh, the court's going to make an order... Even a default order, it has to be satisfied. The judge has to be satisfied that there is evidence to justify this because you're getting this order before the case is finally heard. Exactly. And in this case, if you read the media reports, you'll see that there was extensive evidence from the owners about activity that um, certainly on the surface has that appearance that uh, a sex trade business is operating from the unit. Uh, One of the things that impressed me about uh, some of the um, things that the uh, neighbors did was, uh, for example, doing searches of MLS listings. I think the unit is also listed for sale. (laughs) And they saw the same furniture advertised in the unit that appeared in the escort service ads uh, promoting the business. So uh, they did a very, very good job. There was some excellent counsel work there by the lawyer who put that evidence together. Oh, wow. So some private investigators out there. And, (laughs) and, you know, people are like dogs with bones when it comes to their homes, right? Absolutely. And and their living conditions. That's right. And and so I would imagine that that would really interfere with somebody's life, that uh, you have lots more people using the elevator, people coming and going all different hours of the day and night, perhaps? Certainly. And uh, one of the things that came out in this was a lot of activity, people coming and going, including some altercations that were uh, occurred in the hallways, uh, some yelling and screaming in the unit. Um, it sounded like there were even perhaps once at least a violent episode of some kind that occurred. So you have something that is really... Uh, unreasonably interfering with the way uh, people live. And, uh, you know, I'm sure this bio- this strata did not have a bylaw that said no uh, uh, escort services. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, that having been said, the type of behavior that was occurring, quite apart from the fact that it was an, an escort service, would be clearly contrary to a strata's bylaws. It, it would. So it would fall under one of the other mm-hmm. rules and exactly. regulations. It's yes. really like a nuisance almost. Exactly. Right. And so that can be a big problem for, for people. But so there, an injunction has been placed by the judge. Mm-hmm. And so who follows up with that? Is it the, the private investigators, neighbors that uh, have uh, to ensure that the activity has ceased? Yeah. So in a typical scenario where you get an injunction, what the lawyer will do is then instruct the witnesses and the strata corporation to keep an eye on what is going on in the unit. Oh. Uh, my expectation, unless this person is really brazen, Mm -hmm. Uh, is that this will probably be the end of the matter. The unit will probably be put up for sale by the uh, owner, uh, or maybe he'll rent it out to somebody (laughs) somebody who wants to just live there. Maybe a pot growing Uh, corporation or something. (laughs) Yeah, this this is probably the end of it. Right. uh, Because, you know, um, a situation like this... uh, you're not really going to, if you didn't show up for the injunction right. application, uh, you're not going to be uh, fighting this case. And then if they do not change their behavior, if mm-hmm. they violate the injunction, then they will have committed contempt of court, which is very serious. And what the BC courts have done 
uh, around people who've done that in, in stratas is mm-hmm. they've put their ordered the units to be put up for sale. Oh, wow. Which is one of the remedies that the strata is ultimately seeking here is that the unit be put up for sale. But I can certainly guarantee that if this owner doesn't change their behavior or, or the behavior that's going on in that unit, that unit is going to be sold against their will. Do you think I could get a good deal on that unit? <laughs> <laughs> now, my, but my real question is, who wants to buy a former brothel? Ah, you know, that, you know? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think in this market, a lot of people... Uh, what, <laughs> Maybe what, I would. Yeah. I'm a host of a sex show. When, no. when we have <laughs> sold people's units for bylaw enforcement reasons in the past, there are some very shrewd people out there who follow oh, right, yeah. the news stories. Yes. And then figure they, this place already says which this, the news stories already say which unit it is. You can bet that someone is already contacting right. the lawyer uh, or the strata and saying, hey, let me know if it gets sold. I'm interested exactly. in buying it. Well, I already put an offer in. So all of you out there, there. <laughs> um, I was also wondering, is will he be or she, whoever the owner is, mm-hmm. be fined? Well, there were, I think, eight thousand dollars in fines applied to this account. If I got that number right from the news stories, mm-hmm. there's going going to be uh, probably an award of costs ultimately made. So the Strata Corporation is going to recover some of its legal fees. Right. They're going to collect some fines when that unit is sold, either voluntarily oh, by right. the owner or involuntarily by court order. Yes. And how long, do you, do you know how long this was in operation before it, it actually... It sounds like it was at least a year. Wow. Possibly longer. Wow. You know, I'm going to say with, because I've dealt with similar cases in the past, on average, it takes six months to a year before people lose their patience and the strata goes to the step of consulting a lawyer and figuring out what we're going to do about this person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have to really think if you want to live in close proximity like that and there is a strata uh, involved, you know, I think you really have to give, a, you know, a second thought to that because the rules can change. That's, That's something right. else, right? That's right. So my tip that I always give people who are buying into Stratus mm-hmm. to live in the units, mm-hmm. one of the things that you're entitled to do when you buy mm-hmm. is ask for a whole bunch of records. So you typically get a disclosure of the minutes, uh, financial statements, and all those things. There's something else you can ask for, and I always say do this. Ask for the unit files or all the correspondence between the strata and each one of your neighbors. Nice, yeah. And that's when you're going to find out right. if you're living next to a brothel exactly. or a, a, grow a hoarder or right. what you might have in there, a very noisy snorer, whatever, right, exactly. whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a good idea to do. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we saw something else uh, over in uh, uh, the West End where 80% of the people voted to sell Mm-hmm, the building right. and yeah. then so things can change in a in a strata absolutely that absolutely. you know you may buy thinking one thing that that it's your castle for the rest of your life and it may that may not be the case that's right and i i would say that you know one of the questions that has been in all the news articles around this is this is an unusual story i think if you speak to any strata lawyer it's not that unusual right and i would say that there are probably many more things going on in stratas that nobody has any idea about because the people who are doing them are very good at hiding in plain sight. Exactly. And uh, I think what you have with a case like this is it this got out of control 
Right. Uh, and, um, you know, now they're going to be paying the price for that. Absolutely. And are yeah. there a lot of, uh, you know, are there a, you're a strata lawyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, are there a lot of strata lawyers? There's a big demand for this. Or, and as we're seeing more and more stratas and more and more buildings going yes. upwards. Yes, yes. I would say today there are quite a few people that would call themselves strata lawyers and, mm-hmm. and quite a few people that dabble in the area for sure. Uh, you know, when I first started practicing, I think I could probably count strata lawyers on one to two hands. And mm-hmm. now... I have to use my toes as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the growth. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you write a great blog. I read Thank it you. often on LinkedIn, and I appreciate that. You're with Les Brent's Mendes Lawyers. That's right. And, uh, and so it's probably a great idea. You're on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great idea probably to contact you before people maybe even think about going into Estrada or? Certainly. Uh, we do consult with people before they think about going into Estrada. Uh, realtors are often pretty good at getting this kind of information, but I think mm-hmm. the one piece of information that everyone seems to be missing, they're very concerned about, is it leaking? When is the roof going to be fixed? Right. How much is in the contingency reserve? Those are very important questions. Yeah. But I'm more interested to know what's going on with my neighbors. And you can Absolutely. actually find that out. Yeah. That's information that a buyer would be entitled to if they know to request it. That's right. Now, I, I always say you think your neighbors are having more sex than you are. What's, <laughs> or what's going on at the Joneses? Well, not much is going on. But apparently in the Stratas, a lot is can going be. on. That's right. <laughs> a That's heck of right. a lot. Paul Mendes, thank you so much for coming You're in. You're very welcome. And I really appreciate it. It's great information, great work, and uh, love to have you back and thank talk a little bit me. more about sex and stratas. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on CKNW. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Uh, I have a little question for you. When have you ever had a hangover? <laughs> when was the last time you had a hangover? When? <laughs> Yesterday, last night, this morning. Well, uh, I am delighted. We finally have a hangover cure here. And uh, I am delighted to tell you about this natural vitamin and mineral nutrient shot for you. It's a shot that will help you with your headache, nasal congestion, earache, nausea, uh, aches and pains, fatigue, uh, cloudy head, all of that that occurs with a hangover. And those are some of the symptoms that can happen. You know, there are some of the uh, treatments out there are like rehydration with uh, an intravenous and that'll cost you a lot of money. And there are services like that in this city. Uh, But there's also, when did you ever know you would hear something that would help your hangover? Well, right here on the Sunday Night Sex Show. And Rob Yun is here. He is the creator of this product. Uh, Good evening, Rob. Thanks so much for coming into the studio. Good evening, Maureen. It's a pleasure. I'm super stoked and excited to be here. (laughs) Had an interesting drive in. That's excellent. Yes. Everyone's had an interesting drive in. Thank you so much for uh, telling me about uh, when. It's a great product. So uh, why don't you tell the listeners about why, what made you create a hangover product, number one, something that helps people feel better after they've had a little bit too much to drink? Well, to make a longer story short, I am a professional partier. So I was at a professional level. I'm semi-retired. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Vegas, um, the big thing about hangovers is nobody likes to deal with a hangover. Mm-hmm. And I was at a level where I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to party. I wanted to go home. But due to work responsibilities, I was forced to stay out late at night, drink the tequila shot at the end of the night that I didn't want. So in regards to that... Um, I have a lot of high caliber, high reputable DJs in Las Vegas, VIP hosts. And, you know, 
we would drink the same amount, but they would look 100% better than I would. And I was like, listen, like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, what do you want? Like, how, how, how come you look so good and I look like crap? Mm-hmm. Like, Rob, have you ever heard of 5-HTP? Have you heard of Milk Thistle? So I took all that information in, brought it back to Vancouver. I researched multiple, multiple hangover products from powders all the way down to drinks. They had of a hangover water. Mm-hmm. And I tested it out and I was like, hey, this stuff is good, but it's lacking some important ingredients, which my resources told me in Las Vegas. So at the end of the day, I spoke with my family and my wife, and I was like, we should come out with a hangover drink. And mm-hmm. they're like, are you nuts? Are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, yeah. They said yes. Yeah, so let's do this. So <laughs> we brought all the top products in the world to a multi-million dollar facility here in BC, produced in Richmond. And I hired nine PhDs and scientists. And I said, listen, make a hangover product drink <laughs> that's better than all these products. And I want, need these two ingredients because I do not like to suffer. So this is caffeine-free, this product, it's which is caffeine interesting. Caffeine-free, yeah. yeah caffeine-free. Caffeine. Uh, the natural source of energy for it is B1, B2, B5, and B12. Mm-hmm. We're GMO-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, shellfish-free, and... It's a fantastic product. Fantastic. And uh, we you've brought some into the studio for the listeners. So if somebody wants to call and, and win some when, you know, if you're one of those people that gets a hangover, you might want to try this when. So give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Um, and so what are, some of the, what, are, what are some of the things that you're hearing from some of the people who've tried this Health Canada-approved product? Oh, we're getting rave reviews from 350-pound athletes who have a heavy night of heavy exertion mentally, physically, all the way down to your local soccer mom who's having a meltdown and she's out with the ladies for a group of, you know. Now, is she having a meltdown because she's been drinking night before or during the day? Actually, both. (laughs) Meltdown with the kids, so they need to, she needs to, you know. But it leads me to the question, is it strictly for hangovers or can some people feel better if they even had any alcohol? So this is the thing about my product is it's such a versatile product it's highly concentrated with the ingredients that's involved we have 12 active ingredients um it's not just for hangovers it's fantastic and it works great for jet lag mommy or daddy meltdown um i have firefighters who are endorsing our product all the way down to nurses and doctors and mma athletes and pro wrestlers etc so it's a really versatile drink and so it's um, it's helping out in the suburbs then with the um, with the mommy bloggers and the soccer moms absolutely who are who are stressed today. There's so much on. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that in the next half of the program. Uh, women have so much on their plates today in terms of you know the responsibility of the home and, and the children. They may be working outside of the home, and and a lot of people have difficulty prioritizing and organizing and also remaining calm and staying cool. So will this help? Uh, that type of personality. Oh, 100%, 100%. We have an ingredient, well, tyrosine, which is a nootropic, and it helps you focus, um, and it's brain health. So it helps you deal with multi-stress in, in a more relaxed way. So so for people who have a lot on their plate, this may help them to calm down and to be able to deal with and some of the issues or put them in you know order of prioritization, What what's important, what's not. We have a lot of people who are complaining about first world problems and you know they're really not you know settling down and realizing you know is this really is this really important or is is there something else in in life that so for that type that maybe that type a that that quick to anger that type of person would that uh be beneficial for them absolutely we have a high dose of 5-hcp which is a fantastic 
ingredient which helps boost your serotonin levels. Mm-hmm. So this is where... Our, so it will help with mood then. Absolutely. Boosting the serotonin absolutely. levels. And that impacts relationships. You know, people who, you know, bite, other, bite their partner's heads off. You know, and you often have a f- more fiery person in, in the relationship that, you know, sometimes opposites do attract. Right. And, but that can be really damaging in a relationship. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So it's not just for hangovers, but it is for... Um, so I think a lot of people give up alcohol in the month of January because of the hangovers they had no doubt. in December and, right. and on the party season. Yes, that and, is absolutely correct. Yeah, and so what are, what are some of the other stories that you're, that you're hearing about your product? Um, when you we're talking about health and wellness, I, I have a firefighter um, who's representing about 50 firefighters, mm-hmm. and they purchased product for us, and they actually put up a testimonial on our Instagram at VitaPro21. Mm-hmm. And they, it was probably one of the best reviews that we've ever received. And when you have emergency services and emergency personnel like a firefighter. Oh, we've got some people on the, on the line here. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> Let's see who's... What's uh, up, Jerry? Yeah, what's up, Jerry? Yeah, I'm just phoning because I was told to phone in. <laughs> oh, you, you don't even know your, why you're phoning in? Yeah, I want to... You must be hungover. You, I, win, I win that winner. <laughs> yeah, you're, you must be hungover, so you must have been drinking too much. You, when, you took me really seriously when I said grab that wine. I didn't say put a straw in the bottle. But anyway, you've won some when. Fantastic. Thank you. And uh, so how about Leigh? Is, uh, Leigh, is that uh, Leah or... Leah. Oh. Lee? Hello, Lee. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, <laughs> good. So did you, do you know what you've won? <laughs> yes, I do. You know what I want. Fantastic. So you've won some hangover. Do you have problems with um, uh, hangovers? A lot of people aren't affected by them, but many, many people are. No, but my uh, friend is. So okay. I called for him. Oh, nice. What a nice so gift. I, yeah. <laughs> I he could use it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, you know, just leave us your contact information. We'll get that out to you. Thank you Great. so much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, listen, Rob, thanks so much for coming in, educating us about hangovers, a very thanks important for subject. Me. Where can people buy the product? Uh, check out our website at www.vitapro21.com. We have a, lo- a list of our retail shops that are carrying us, and Fantastic. we can ship to you direct. Thank you so much. Thank and you. for a happy hangover-free year, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on CKNW. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2 and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.